Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Gabe. I'm Kelly. Fashida. Uh, so I guess the slogan for today is just do it, right? <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Nike. Um, I'm just, I am elated to see how they unveiled the, uh, campaign app for Colin Kaepernick. And like, as you can see, all the white supremacists came out in droves, pissed. <laughs> cutting up stuff they've already paid for. Right. <laughs> why not? A lot of people were saying, why not just donate it to those who need things? It's, oh, okay. It's unreal. Exactly. You know, <laughs> it, a beautiful ad campaign. Absolutely. You know. They also uh, have one with uh, Serena Williams, right? Oh, I love that one with her father. Yeah. It was amazing. And that cat suit that she's not allowed to wear. <laughs> That's been worn before <laughs> on a white woman, but mm-hmm. I mean, you know, black women with curves can't wear the same thing, I guess. Oh, she just looks too good. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's, you know, that's a great story that has come out this week. And I think just seeing the opposite sides of everyone's opinions has been very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be the cynic just cause that's, that's my role sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it, Nike, Nike is good at what they do. They're definitely good at like capitalizing on like the momentum of something and like making a statement. But like in 2015, they also offered a discount to like law office, like law enforcement. So <laughs> You know. Yeah, there <laughs> is that teeter-totter that people have with Nike. Also, um, maybe the, they're trying to redeem themselves right now. I mean, that's a noble idea. Yeah. <laughs> that's like that's the yeah, that's the hope. But uh I saw a tweet from a veteran who said that he's going to keep wearing his Nike US Army boots cuz apparently mm-hmm. they do issue footwear for law enforcement. I didn't know that. But and I've he was that saying tweet. that he's wearing his Nike Army boots because they've fought for the right for people to have free expression. And so he supports Colin Kaepernick, which I think is great. I've seen nothing but support from veterans and those who are actively uh, deployed or still in the military. Like I haven't seen the opposition yet. Right. Have y'all seen that uh, Beto O'Rourke in Texas was asked about the Colin Kaepernick? No. Yeah. I mean, he's running against Ted Cruz, so I'm on his side personally. (laughs) Also, Uh, I did see that. It was an amazing speech. Yeah. He's like, it's regardless of like what you like feel, we're all American. Like if you're opposing Kaepernick, if you're like in favor, like we're like, we can all be on different sides of this issue and still be just as American as each other. So I think it was a very diplomatic answer. Yeah. And I also really appreciate all of the, the anti ads of Beto O'Rourke, like just making him turn out to be, like, just a very attractive mm-hmm. punk rock man. I'm like, yeah, okay. Oh, this, this ad ends with a Ted Cruz? <laughs> sure, okay. <laughs> Don't you love it when the opposition just runs ads that work in your favor? Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm both kind of glad and jealous that our U.S. Senate race is much more calm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and it's not exactly. Close. <laughs> but, I mean, who really likes Ted Cruz anyways? Nobody likes Ted yeah, Cruz. Okay. It's just really fun to watch him, like, campaign like he's a nobody. <laughs> right. It's delightful. Yeah. So, yeah, the, I mean, the Ted Cruz's, Ted Cruz supporters of the world uh, are they just, exist like, where? <laughs> losing their mind. <laughs> Um, oh burning gosh. their Nikes and, right. and cutting the swoosh <laughs> off their own shorts. That they've already paid for. Right. We have to keep reiterating that. 
Right. Yeah. I think Nike's just like an interesting company to study with like what they've done as far as like being on both sides of an issue. Uh, Because I mean, there was like that, was it late 90s? No, late 80s, early 90s where they like got a lot of Beatles songs or Michael Jackson songs. Yeah. And nobody was happy about that. They're like... (laughs) They're like revolution from the Beatles, and just like, but you're a capitalist giant, <laughs> right? And you use a lot of sweatshop labor. <laughs> well, you know the the famous quote that I kept seeing come up was uh, from Michael Jordan, who said that yeah. he was staying out of politics because Republicans buy shoes, also. <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. you know, I I think that's it. That's a marker to me of how much, you know, we've changed from that sort of 80s, 90s, just sell as many products as you can to, you know, yes, Nike's a giant corporation, but they're taking a very strong stance in this, um, you know, which I completely support, but we're seeing Trump go after LeBron James. How dare? LeBron James is actually speaking out, though, and that's what I admire about him. He does not hold back, and so... Michael Jordan's uh, statement kind of... Wasn't Michael Jordan also, like, he was a sponsor, or, like, sponsored by Nike with Air Jordans, and there was yes. a controversy with that, too. So I just think it's, like, an interesting company to study because a lot of their messaging has been so progressive and so radical as far as, like, 90s American norms are concerned. Right. Um, but they're still a capitalist giant. <laughs> right. And then the yeah. role of Serena Williams, you know, going mm-hmm. from the cat suit to the, right. she came out the, the next tutu. day in the tutu, yes. which was right. really awesome. Exactly. Um, but, you know, she she's, you know, one of the greatest tennis players of all time. Absolutely. The greatest. Don't, yeah. be, don't, be, don't play. The nope, greatest. No objection. <laughs> uh, back, back into the sport after having a child Absolutely. and now dominating in the U.S. Open. Um, Not just having a child, like going through, like, hell like a c-section and a hematoma and like not be like not being believed by her doctors as like many mm-hmm. black women who go like go through that right. are like she's she went through hell and back and it's still kicking yeah. ass right. and she talked about a little bit of postpartum didn't she yeah like postpartum depression which like that's that's a, that's a, a struggle yeah absolutely for women who you know often have a Dramatic baby birth. and then exactly and then you are left with a bunch of emotions so hormones are a bitch <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, to, to see her speaking out about that, um, you know, appearing in, in Beyonce videos and, uh, just really transforming from Mm -hmm. just an athlete to being this icon, major cultural icon, you know, it's amazing. Roger Federer, uh, Federer is not a he got beat by icon. someone by <laughs> some nobody. He's he's not a cultural icon but the way that Serena Williams is. Did you guys see the difference in pay that he gets paid versus Serena? It's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I'm disappointed, but not surprised. Not surprised at all. But I didn't know it was that, that much. I can't remember the exact figures, but it was Who, an enormous amount whoops, of difference. Whoops! The hell are you, Roger Federer? <laughs> Right? Venus, Venus Williams and Serena Williams, they deserve all of the money. You don't. <laughs> Very hardworking women. What's Venus sure. up to? I haven't even heard anything about her recently. Uh, Venus, she lost to Serena in oh. the early round of the U.S. Open. <laughs> Oops. Um, I mean, she has seven sister, Grand though? Slam right. titles, so, you know, she's an amazing tennis player. Yeah. It's just that she's just no Serena. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Serena is a beast. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, all of this is, is really amazing. Not, you know, it's, 
not in terms of sports so much, but in terms of just, you know, the cultural yeah. significance of where we're at. They're using their platform to get their message out, you know, to stand up for what's right and what they believe in. So, yeah, I really nothing appreciate but respect. I really appreciate that, like, Nike is just like, oh, the NFL is not going to give you a contract. Well, <laughs> we will. <laughs> we don't have anything to lose. And we're, we're going to play these ads during the NFL games. Suck it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, the NFL's coming back. Um, Sports season, it's fall. I, I know you're a huge football fan, Kelly. Only, uh, no, I just I mean <laughs> It's fall in name only, and I'm really sad about it. <laughs> uh, we, you know, we had a lot of protests during NFL games last year. We don't yet know right. uh, if, you know, we'll have the same situation of Trump screaming at football players. <laughs> Um, he's screaming of. at everybody else. <laughs> there was a protest. Uh, okay, maybe that's not the right word. There was a, an instant of law enforcement refusing to do something with the national anthem because of the potential of a protest by NFL players. There have been a lot of instances where, you know, cops have refused to provide security for... It wasn't security. It was something like, it was something related to the national anthem, which I thought was really funny. It's like, you're protesting it. Protest. They okay. wouldn't. They wouldn't like hold the flag I think during something like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not gonna <laughs> hold this flag because we respect America too much. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I can't. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Uh. So we're back. Uh. We're back in football season. We'll see if Trump screams at <laughs> the football uh, players. Again. You know he will. More. Uh, he's been screaming at everybody else. Uh, two major bombshells this yes. week. Treason um, in my administration. It's more likely than you think. <laughs> uh, Bob Woodward's got a book, uh, and he and he's quoting the White House chief of staff, who says that Trump is an idiot. <laughs> Who's Bob Woodward? <laughs> That's he, a good question. But also, Omarosa has a book too, and she's also quoting a lot of things that uh, were said in the White House. So this is becoming a pattern. A lot of books, a lot of ways to make money. Were you really asking who Bob Woodward is? Yes. <laughs> Bob Woodward. I'm allowed to not know who everybody is in an administration. Washington there are too Post many things to reporter keep up with. Okay. who busted Richard Nixon <laughs> and caused wa- oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Watergate to happen. A big deal. Woodward and Bernstein, <laughs> Bob Woodward. How old am I, Gabe? Younger than me. Exactly. Um, so uh, so this guy's got some street cred. Yeah. Uh, and now he's got a badass book um, quoting both the White House Chief of Staff and the Secretary of Defense, who have each been questioning the president's mental faculties, uh, wondering, you know, not even wondering, just straight out saying, yeah. you know, Trump is not qualified to be making the decisions that he's making. We knew right. that before he took office. <laughs> This we, is not new. We this. knew that. Everyone else did not. Yeah. Who voted for him. Mm. That's the problem. Mm. <laughs> I'm just upset that if he's ever impeached, he's still going to go down as a martyr in a lot of history books, especially since a lot of them come out of Texas. <laughs> I'm just a cynic, okay? <laughs> Written by Ted Cruz's friends. Right. <laughs> Paid for by the friends of Ted Cruz. Okay, you, you, listen, like, you guys think like, this is funny, but like, there's a lot it's of text. Not, it's not but funny. It, sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying. There are textbooks <laughs> in Texas that like talk about how good masters were to their slaves. Like, Ooh. this is this not, is like, this is, a, this is an old school controversy. Like, text, yeah. like, textbooks come out of Texas and they are not good and right. they are in our classrooms. 
Well, kids don't get textbooks anymore. Yes. So. Unfortunately, they're lacking those in class. Yeah. But also, you know, um, I'm one of those parents that tell my kids the truth and they're going to know the truth. And if you're finding something in your book right. that's Talk not the truth. Exactly. <laughs> we would clarify. We're the same way. I just worry about my neighbors and their kids. <laughs> <You know>? Exactly. <laughs> This yeah. is why oh we need gosh. quality education in all areas. Because it's like, you're going to teach your kids good, but what's your neighbors doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, what's better, textbooks that haven't been updated since the 50s or textbooks uh, that have been out since 2015 but are not really the most accurate to begin with? Right. Um, so we we saw this, uh, you know, the information about the Woodward book, and apparently he's got audio tapes up and down. Amorosa, like Yikes. you said. I mean, uh, if he's a Nixon guy, he's all about the tapes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. He's familiar. Uh, Amorosa said that she had, you know, a bunch of tapes, and we yes. saw those for like a 48-hour <laughs> news cycle, and I haven't seen anything from I them know, since. I know, right? What happened with that is... She's a reality TV star, and the news is fast as she's out. also very close to Trump for a very long time. Right. I don't know what closeness to Trump means. I mean... You don't want to know. No, I don't. (laughs) Uh, And then just last night, uh, you know, yet another bombshell, an anonymous op-ed in the New York Times by someone claiming to be a senior staffer in the White House. I'm part of the Trump... I'm part of the resistance. Okay, sure, whatever. Yeah, I... I think everybody's sort of looking at that with, uh, you know, taking it with a grain of salt. Right, absolutely. Some people are saying that it's Pence because they use the word Lone Star in it. Lodestar. Lodestar. That's not a, is that a word? It's, it's, it's Pence's safe they word. They said it was. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why you gotta go there? <laughs> Lodestar? Come on, this word is not a good word. Excuse me, Dan Savage. <laughs> I need your input here. So Pence says Lodestar a lot, and so now I'm just going to keep repeating Lodestar. Uh, And that was a word used in this column, and everyone was saying, that's a really weird word, only a weird person would say it. Maybe this was Mike Pence. Well, I mean, I love how people think. I don't, I mean, it's because he says it a lot in his speeches, so maybe... Lodestar? It, maybe it's his speechwriter. I do not listen to him people, enough to even either. know. People asked that. They said, you know, this might not have been the vice president, but it could be somebody high up in the vice president's office right. uh, who, yeah. you know, has been actively, you know, because it, it, it is clear that while Trump and Pence are both evil and have evil agendas, right. they're not the same agenda. Exactly. And they were they're questioning. They're not the same kind of evil, but they are. <laughs> in a sense, yeah, yeah. But there are some differences. Yeah. I mean, and, and Pence's evil is more civil. And that's really what it comes down to. It's like yes. you're not the resistance. You're right. just a slightly more civil version of the same kind of evil. And right. the op-ed talked about Trump's amorality. Uh-huh, sure. Which is kind of how the Pence people view the Trump people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, it's Mike Pence wants to completely remove women's rights and they would never yes. pay off you know, porn stars for affairs. Uh, You know, they would completely just restrict their rights and throw them in jail. It's different means to the same end. Get out of my face. You're just co-opting a term that progressives have tried to use and now it's meaningless. Right. But Trump's (laughs) completely losing his mind. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Has lost his mind. Just two sheets in the wind crazy. Yes. I don't know that phrase, but I like it. My friend says it a lot. It's funny. (laughs) Just treason. On all caps with a question mark as a tweet. Treason? Treason? In my administration, 
It's more likely than you think. Yes, <sighs> in your administration. In other news, <laughs> in the crazy world of the White House administration. And <laughs> today's disappointing news. <laughs> Kavanaugh confirmation. Right. They started Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Yeah. 70 people got arrested on day one. Some of which are our friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, you guys keep throwing them up. There's more there, and they have a uh, right to be upset, mm-hmm. as we do. You yeah. know, there are so many things being hidden. Um, most of the senators um, in that committee were only given about 10% of the documents I think it was for Kavanaugh, 9 to 10%, I believe, and none of the rest of these documents are being shown. Yeah, right. there's like a whole missing gap from like the Bush administration too. And yes, I mean, he served in the White House during the Bush administration and uh, we have reason to believe, obviously, there's a lot being hidden, so... Yeah, uh, uh, Patrick Leahy? Leahy. Leahy. I'm never going to pronounce that name right. It don't matter if it's Ohio or somebody else. I cannot pronounce that name. Um, yeah, he was talking all about like this huge scandal during the Bush administration that Kavanaugh was like a key part of. And like I had never heard Torture about it. And yeah, like it was something that I'd never heard about. Um, and like how Kavanaugh. I why that is. <laughs> Kavanaugh had like a key role in like some of these appointments too. And it's just like, I don't know enough about it to really understand his tweets other than, oh, no, that's probably bad. <laughs> right. They they needed to delay the entire process. There was 100,000 documents that weren't publicly available. Right. Uh, the night before, like the, the night before started. the first hearing, yeah. they suddenly released 42,000. So reporters were scrambling to go through 42,000 documents and figure out what's going on. Obviously not going to happen. Right. <laughs> Um, there have been major questions about his role with waterboarding torture, um, with racial profiling, uh, which was one of the main things that Cory Booker brought up in yes. the Senate committee just today. Yes. Um, and uh, the Republicans in the committee were threatening to actually kick Cory Booker out of the U.S. Senate. What? Saying that he had violated rules by yeah. releasing documents that were labeled classified. as classified confidential um well he's, but he definitely emails said revealing. i did he said i will reveal i i will stand by these charges if you feel like i did discharge me so he is going to he will face expulsion because obviously he feels like what he's doing is right for the american people that's the point so and we have uh, a, we agree we have a treasonous president but cory booker's gonna get kicked out and, like, that's what it really comes down to, too, is, like, we have a treasonous president in office. Should these confirmation hearings be going through at all? Right. No. No. Well, as soon as, uh, you know, Booker said, hey, I'm doing this and I don't care what the rules are. And if, you know, if you're going to bring charges, bring it on. Um, all of the Democratic members of the Senate said, hey, I'm going to release the exact same thing. If you're going to charge him, you got to charge exactly. me. Exactly. Yeah, the entire Democratic, like, all of them. Right. Um, so, you know, Cory Booker's saying, bring it on. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's certainly one way to bring on revolution is just kick out half the people in the Senate. That would be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also there's an article in Huffington Post, um, because Kavanaugh's, uh, stance, which we've seen before from other, especially conservative justices, right. when they're asked about abortion, when they're asked about Roe, they say, mm-hmm. well, Roe is settled law. Mm-hmm. That, you know, there's already 
already a decision on this. This is the exact same thing we saw from Neil Gorsuch. It's the same thing we saw from like John Roberts back in the day. Um, And so uh, Huffington Post has emails uh, that have been released. uh, I guess they were released to the New York Times saying uh, emails from Brett Kavanaugh Mm -hmm. from 2003 saying that judges could overrule Mm -hmm. Roe. Roe. And, you know, the court does have the opportunity mm-hmm. to cancel out Roe versus Wade. I mean, he, this oh, is not ahead. a surprise at all. Yeah, now he's saying out, you know, to the American people what he thinks they want to hear, but behind closed doors, he has a whole separate personal agenda, which we already know. That's why everyone is going so hard to block this confirmation. Uh, and then Kamala Harris, the senator, is she from California? Am I wrong with yes. that? She she is, and she asked an amazing question. She did. She's she asked him, "Can you think of any law where a like where a male body is like being restricted or having by the courts?" And he's like, "No, I can't think of any." Like she's gonna go hard. She's one of the best prosecutors in the nation. Like if I I like Cole Harris, she's great. Yes, California. Sorry, I was thinking of <laughs> Barbara Boxer, who uh, Senator Harris replaced. So yes, you were correct. Yay, got that going for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's the question of, okay, you know, Kavanaugh, you can say that this is settled, right? but do you feel that it was settled correctly and would you use your power to reverse course? Exactly. And that's what it boils down to. He can say it's settled, but do you feel it's correct? And that was a, a, one of the points that was, uh, brought to him and, you know, he, I don't know, he has this like little smirk slash, laugh thing going on uh it's kind of evil and disturbing it's a lot evil and it's just like he also refused to shake hands with a parent of like a dead child from parkland and the lady behind him may or may not have been like flashing a white power symbol on camera oh yeah they said that she's gonna be his law clerk or uh, was or something like that yeah there's a lot going on um conspiracies everywhere you know, I used to be really into conspiracy theories in middle school because I thought they were really fun. And then I realized that some of them are real and it's upsetting. Some of them are real. <laughs> I've been a conspiracy theorist for a long time. <laughs> fun fact about me. Uh, yeah, you know, there's there's a lot that we still need to uh, to have answered about Kavanaugh's record. As long as you don't believe in Pizzagate. I do not. Okay, good. <laughs> I was like, but she didn't know. <laughs> Come on, you know I have more sense than that. <laughs> um, so if if Kavanaugh gets confirmed, which, I mean, he shouldn't be. There's enough right. out there to raise enough questions yeah. uh, over how appropriate he would be as a Supreme but Court justice. But the justices. chairman is hearing none of this. Right. But, I mean, he's he's disqualified as a candidate. What is like the length of time that like on average it takes to confirm a Supreme Court justice? I cannot answer that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm, I think we're right at the you know it's a two to three month process. Okay, so it's not likely to happen before election day, at the very Possibly. least. Oh, uh, I think we're looking at a an early October. I think they're probably going to vote in a month. No. <laughs> Why do you have something else to do? <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> if, if Kavanaugh gets confirmed, if Roe is overturned it's or doomsday. gutted, don't say if, when, uh, the question over abortion rights 
goes back to the states. And it's even not it's not even if when it's when it's overturned. It's it it can still be in existence and it be meaningless. I mean, it's meaningless for for millions of patients around the country, right? As it stands, like if there's clinics like 500 miles away from you, then like that's not accessible abortion care as it stands. Like, right? We're already in a crisis mode. Right. Uh, we need you know we need the courts to be a backstop against the restrictions that get passed by state legislatures get get right. signed by governors the administrative things that John Kasich's been doing um uh and we know that Mike DeWine mm-hmm. would continue Boo. you know he's pledged <clears throat> to sign a bill banning yes. abortion as early as 6 weeks without exceptions they got some new exactly. signs at his office so it's not looking like <laughs> amateur hour anymore i've seen that yes <laughs> That building that looks funny. so so evil. It was. It's very weird. <laughs> Jordan asked me yesterday, "Is like was that building burned?" And I was like, I, I, "I don't know." Yeah, for those who haven't seen it, Mike Dewine's office building in downtown Columbus looks kind Sinister. of. <laughs> it looks like something out of the Adams Family. It's yeah, this it's weird, very weird, dark. Like stone. you guys have money. Well. <laughs> They just recently, like within the last few days, got like actual campaign signs that are in the window. Before that, it was all like handmade, like very, yeah. very amateur <laughs> signs. And I'm just like, oh, honey. Right. So uh, we're going to do our best to make sure that everybody that works in that office is unemployed in a couple months. <laughs> uh, yes. What do we got going to make that happen? Um, uh, so many things. This weekend, you can come hang out with me at Hot Times. Uh, I'm going to be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We're going to be collecting petition signatures and just... Enjoying the hot times, and by that I mean like hot, rainy weather, because that's apparently what's on the agenda. Um, next Wednesday, come hang out with me in Dayton. We're going to be knocking doors, knocking doors, talking to voters. Um, the weekend after that is my birthday weekend, so you won't see me then. The next day, we'll be knocking doors into the, to the 22nd of September. And oh, we got events before then. I'm talking about my events. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then the 26th, uh, I'm going to have a phone bank here in Columbus, so... What else is going on, Gabe? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so there's uh, an event supporting Women Have Options. Uh, this is just a general event. It's not electoral. Um, it's the Columbus Taco or Beer Challenge mm-hmm. at St. James Tavern on September 12th. Uh, so, oh, yeah. I have so many happy hours this month. <laughs> yeah. It's happy hour month. Um, it's my birthday. Come get a beer. Yeah. Uh, September 13th. Uh, your counterpart up in Cleveland has a phone bank. In Ag- no, that's not the Akron. That's the Cleveland one. You're right. Cleveland. The 18th is the Akron one. Uh, Cleveland phone bank, September 13th, also in Cleveland, also on the 13th. We might want to move one of these two things. Yeah. Uh, President <laughs> Barack Obama uh, is coming Yay. to uh, campaign which, with Rich, Rich. Cordray. <laughs> Uh, and Betty Say that Sutton five times, Gabe. <laughs> in Cleveland, September 13th. Yeah, so, we might want to move that phone by. <laughs> uh, Cleveland's got a lot going on <laughs> next week. Um, on the 18th, uh, there's a phone bank in Akron. Uh, so everybody should come out. Akron is uh, kind of one of those key communities around yes. Ohio. Yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of organizing in Akron and in Toledo and Dayton this fall. Yeah, so if you're in those areas, hit us up. Um, September 18th will be an Akron phone bank uh, to talk to uh, pro-choice voters to make sure they are ready to vote. Uh, September 19th uh, is the Repro Health Happy Hour in Cincinnati. Uh, in Cincinnati, yes. Urban Artifact. Yes. I haven't been there. Oh, my God. It's uh, one of the co-owners is the organizer for Planned Parenthood in Cincinnati, Stephanie Coleman-Baker. Her husband. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's her cool. husband's a co-owner, and uh, they make a lot of, like, 
wild beers. Like they do like a lot of wild yeasts and like they're all weird beers. Like they do a pickle goes in, in August and September, but it's a lot of sour. Pickle goes? Yeah. They do a lot of sour beers. Like whatever, anything goes? <laughs> no, a goes is a sour, like a kind of a, it's a sour beer, but it's a little salty too. So. And pickly. Yeah, yes. I was going to say, it tastes like pickles then? I assume so. I haven't had it. If you like pickle juice, it's probably right up your alley. But like sour beers, I'm, I'm really into sour beers. And if you like vinegar, you will generally like sour beers. And I know that sounds gross. But I've it's... never had it, but I'm willing to try it. It yeah. sounds good. They have like a key lime goes. Oh, I love key lime. They have like a lot of berry beers, like a lot of tart fruit beers. Berry beers. Yes. <laughs> they have uh, like um, spiced beers in the winters. It's a, That's it's, really it's in a, for, it's there in a, an old church. Um, like in the, in the basement of an old church, like the sanctuary is old and it's cool. It's like an abandoned church. It's now a, a brewery. Okay. Um, the day after our happy hour in Cincinnati, I'm going to be doing my first luncheon lobby of this, of the fall at the university Yay. of Cincinnati with the women's center. Nice. Yeah. September 20th. Yes. Um, there's not a Facebook event for it yet, but it's actually kind of like a primer. Uh, they're going to be celebrating their 40th anniversary this fall, the UC women's center. Excellent. So we're doing a panel that day on like feminist, organizing feminist activism like as a career so it's going to be me and stephanie baker and like a couple other folks who do this work full-time okay uh that sounds great uh september 22nd back up in akron uh is the we belong here brunch and day party this is an event being put on by rep amelia sykes yes uh representative stephanie house and uh, i think galonsky too right uh yeah, I believe so. Representative Tavia Glonsky uh, and then Representative Janine Boyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're sort of the core of the uh, right. black uh, women in the Ohio House of Representatives yes. um, who've really, they've formed uh, a, an organization called We Belong Here uh, that started out really as a reaction to Representative Sykes being denied entry into essentially her, her own workplace. office, her <laughs> yes. workplace Absolutely. by highway patrol who didn't think she looked like a state legislator. Correct. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm happy to see how it's grown. I'm actually going to be going to, I keep forgetting about my ticket. I'm glad you mentioned it cause I will go do that now, but um, yeah. I'm glad that they have taken this and kind of, kind of uh, brought it to the attention of, of everyone actually who is a black woman in the legislature in the, in the state. I mean the uh, country, um, so Jordan um, talked about wanting to go to that, but we're canvassing in Dayton that day. <laughs> I was like, you can go. I don't care. She's like, no. <laughs> okay. She's an amazing intern. She's so great. <laughs> if anyone needs somebody to do some awesome organizing professionally, I got an intern for you. She's my intern. You hire her full time. <laughs> uh, so that event that we belong here brunch is Jilly's music room in Akron, September 22nd. Uh, September 25th is the Columbus Repro Health Happy Hour at 8 and Sand. What's 8 and Sand? It's a new bar that is owned by a, long, a former bartender at St. James, Andy. Oh. Yeah, he, he's been like a long-term, like long-term bartender at St. James, and now he owns a bar. And he's, he's, <laughs> oh, this is going to be his first happy hour, I think. Nice. Awesome. Uh, he's also one of our clinic escorts. Uh, ooh, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, September 27th, the Dayton Pro-Choice Happy Hour at the Trolley Stop. Yeah, so we're, since we're doing so much organizing in Dayton, I figured it'd be fun to do like a, like a find out what's happening and have a few drinks because <laughs> after everything that's happening, we need them. Uh, 
but also we're we're interested in getting a reproductive health happy hour like as a regular occurrence in Dayton and I figure this would be like a good kickoff event to let people know what it's about and see if there are some folks interested in helping us organize those nice yeah okay uh that takes us through events uh in September um plenty of opportunities to go out and and knock on doors and make phone calls for the election um in all parts of Ohio too busy in September don't worry October's coming right (laughs) um information for all of these is available in the show notes or on our uh, Facebook page on our Facebook page and that's all we got time for so (laughs) we'll see everybody next next week. week bye bye